Welcome back to the Cranium Cast Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Carroll. It's been a minute since I've done a podcast, but it's great to be back. And today I have uh, a friend of mine, Jody McAllister. Jody. What's up, you guys? This is Jody McAllister. I'm really honored to be on the Cranium Cast Podcast. Thank you, thank you. And Justin's a real good friend of mine. He just transferred into the college that I'm about to graduate from. And he's a super cool dude. Uh, Hope you guys give give him a lot of love. This man's got a, a good head on his shoulders. Thank you. But yeah, I was just talking about myself a little bit. Um, uh, I'm an All-American this year uh, in, in the sport of wrestling. Um, I wrestle at Ron Hart University, uh, NAI. And um, I, I'm also going to be a graphic designer. And uh, my minors are marketing and mathematics. Um, trying to trying to make, make the world beautiful. And... Uh, just make sure yeah. that everybody can look at the good part of life. Right. Yeah. Um, you like I, I I like when I my bad. Even when I first met you, man, um, I could immediately tell just kind of like how we shared a lot of similar attitudes towards things. Or and there's a lot of things that, like I knew I could pick up from you that were really important. That like, um, well, you know. I don't know how a lot of people get into it. I just kind of know how I got into focusing on my mentality so much and, and really valuing it a lot more than what I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just when I got so I like in my head and I got so um, just freaking out over everything. When I finally like learned how to handle that and I had a like good head on my shoulders, I was like, wow, this is so different. And there's not as much bad in the world as I thought, like in my life at least. And like you learn how to look at things differently and be much more grateful for this and that. Um, and, and like, I immediately could tell that was in you and like, cause of the things you talk about and everything like that. But, um, it's cool to me. It's cool to meet people like that. And I think it's really important that people understand those kind of things. Um, but, uh, yeah, for sure, dude. Um, when I, when I was younger, I was always kind of like an awkward kid to be honest. No, like, I, I'm in the same way. I was super quiet. I didn't really say much to anybody and um, it wasn't until like really like sixth grade where I started like spreading my wings and you know like really trying new things and trying put myself out there like and that was that's the biggest thing. I mean like you really do have to put yourself out there and you really have to like experience mm-hmm. things. Yeah. I'm a big like trial and error guy so I, I'm, I'm always trying to like dive into new things see how I react see how I like them and that that really did help me like with with the right support you know like with with people around me that were like encouraging and they were able to you know like even tease me at times and, yeah. and even that like you know that stuff like that sticks you know like once yeah. you go through a hard adversity then like that's that's the biggest lessons that you learn yeah and so yeah. that's why I feel like it's that much more important to like put yourself out there and make sure that you really like go through trials because mm-hmm. you have to overcome trials your whole life you know for sure yeah um no dude you you, you said that really well and like i i don't think it's it, it's really hard to even add on to that because you, you covered so much of it but that's that's really how it is though and um a lot of people whether they're really um they're really fortunate and they they have lived such a life that was so sheltered or like they just weren't ever they never had to go through a hardship and i think that's sometimes it's more of like a a, a curse and a blessing i feel like like when um when parents have kids in this specific situation I guess and like they're really well off and they can help keep this child from going through so much like in their eyes like they're just trying to provide and be good parents and make things less stressful on them and their child 
But sometimes, you know, depending on how you handle it and you react to those things, you, you become entitled and you feel so deserving of everything and you're so ungrateful. But other times, if you look, if you like, my parents were always pretty well off. We were never like crazy, but like we didn't have to struggle for too much, mm-hmm. especially more recently, um, just due to their schedules and stuff now. Um, but like when I started seeing when my mom would start worrying over stuff and I started seeing how much things actually mattered and how I couldn't just spend money whenever I wanted and I had to like work for things and I saw that in people around me who when I would complain about this they would complain about something worse and I was like well now I feel like a bad person because I'm you see how ungrateful I sound Mm -hmm. but uh and some people just don't they're not aware of how to like look at that stuff they don't think that stuff's that important like I I met so many people whenever I try and talk about mindset training or just having a good attitude um they said that stuff didn't mean anything and they'd be like oh this is like worthless this is lame and it's like that's crazy like that it, it isn't it matters so much yeah yeah for sure that that, that carries through the, through the parents to the child very very fluently like yeah. it's it's hard not to be um people are habitual so you, you you're not gonna not pick up stuff from your parents mm-hmm. especially if they weren't allowed if they didn't allow you to go through trials then then you're not going to know how to react when you do actually hit a, right. a real trial. Right. And I, I feel like, um, you, whenever you go through trials, when you go through trials, you have to make sure that you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're straight, man. Don't worry about it. Oh my gosh. I don't like, it's, it's gotten, to a, a big habit of people to to think that adversity is is a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the keeping that mindset that adversity is in some way good. I mean, we kind of spoke on this earlier. Like there, there are going to be people that will let you down, but there's only so much you can control, dude. Like, right. Exactly. And, and you can't be mad at yourself for something going bad mm-hmm. when it was out of your control. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a big, big thing to keep your head on is like, be open every t- opportunity and don't be too disappointed if, if it doesn't work out for you. Because mm-hmm. there's still, there's still more opportunities, way more opportunities out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, I forget who, who did it. I keep seeing these ads for it and it's about that, uh, I think it's a fighter. I think it's Mike Tyson. I keep thinking it's Mike Tyson. And someone's like, hey, I'm sorry if I, I'm bad at this, whatever. And they're like, at least you tried. Most people didn't try. Right. And it's like, yeah, that's fair. And so like, who cares if someone says something? Like, you tried. And mm-hmm. that's some something I want to get out of the habit of, too, is like, um, you got to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And I hear that a lot from people. And it's like, when you're, when whether a lot of times in wrestling, but like in a, in a life thing, that's, that's fair, too, though. Like, I want to do a lot of things. Like if I want to go talk to someone and meet someone new who I think might be cool that I see or whoever it is, mm-hmm. like I can do that. I can want to do that all day, but you know, I sit there and I'm like, oh, I feel so heavy. Like I don't want to go talk to them. Right. I'm like nervous. That's I feel like I'll mess that up and be weird. But like if you never do it, you'll never get better and you'll never even like have the opportunity. You'll never know how much you miss out on because you don't try. Yeah. I heard somebody say this quote one time. He said, uh, whether you believe you can or you can't, you're probably right. Yeah, yeah, I seen that. That one's so good. I was like, dang. <laughs> that one hit. That one hit for real. Yeah. Um, but a little just to add on a little bit of what I wanted to talk about a little bit. I, this is my first podcast, by the way. This is 
super excited to get on here and it's a pleasure to have you for your first one yeah dude it's awesome it's it's real cool to just like let out my ideas and just yeah like, kind of plot them such know? a platform bro it, it really is it, it makes me makes me feel good about myself it makes me feel like i've got my head on a swivel and i'm i'm and you feel like especially like oh, i didn't mean to cut you off no you're good bro uh, i feel like um, it really makes it, it's almost like a job, not a job, but like you feel responsible for like your head on your shoulders, not just yeah. for yourself. But like, if I, you're so, I think a lot of times people who struggle with having a good attitude towards their self care so much about other people because they don't think that highly of themselves. So like, I'm going to put this other person first though, cause they matter and I'm not that, you know what I mean? That's right. And, but like, um, what was I going to say? Um, I feel like, ah, dang, what, what is it you said that got me on that? Uh, whether you believe you can or you can't, you're probably right. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I would struggle. I, I struggle with my um, attitude a lot of times for myself, but I want to do so much for others. So when I got to get to a point where I could, like when I started my podcast, and I want to have something good to say because if I can figure out the answers to give to you about similar issues that I struggle with, then I'll have answers for myself. But most importantly, though, if I can see someone else not have to go what I went through, and they don't have to feel that kind of pain, and they can just learn their lesson now and know what to look out for, then, like, right. that makes them better, and that makes me happy that I stopped that, mm -hmm. you know? And it's not, like, a like greedy thing and, like, a pride. Like, I don't want to flex that and, and like, mm -hmm. flaunt it on everyone, but it's, like, it mean, it makes me feel happy because I'm doing something and giving back, and it's not all about me anymore. Right. Yeah, that's, that's a big, uh, that's a big factor to have, like, as a moral compass, that's awesome that you that you desire to help people because, mm -hmm. like you know, I, everybody's been through their trials. So, and you, it takes a certain amount of care for the world just to go out and like try and go out your way to help somebody else with their struggles. Yeah, like, that's that's super cool. I appreciate it, man. That's super cool that you're out. You're able to not mind yourself for a little while and like support. You know, put your put your beams under somebody else and help them stand. Yeah, I think that I admirable. think. I think that's something, like like you said about you, you always pick up something from your parents. Mm -hmm. And um, I saw a lot of it with my mom, and not that my dad didn't do it. My dad did it a lot, uh, and he's, he's done a lot of fair share of, like, sacrifice for us. But, like, um, a lot of times my dad would work a lot more. Uh, so I would, like, I would see him, and a lot of times he had to spend the time, he had to spend the night at my granddad's. Because uh, whenever my grandmother passed away, like, he, sent up, he would stay up there a couple nights a week and just help him not be lonely. And him and my uncle would switch and do whatever. But um, I'd see so much of it in my mom. And, like, my parents as a whole would do it. But, like, anytime there was something I wanted to do but they wanted to do, and I, I didn't care to do what I wanted to do that much, but I know they really wanted to, and then she, they would go, you can do – let's go do what you want to. And they don't complain, and they're happy for you because you're happy. Mm -hmm. And it's like I still feel like I'm pretty selfish a lot of times, but, like, like, I'm taking steps in the right direction, but it's like, I'm like, there's still, I feel like there's so much more to do. And that's crazy that there's people out there like that. Like, I've seen my mom do so much and, and not say a word and expect anything in return. Right. Like, she'll never tell us Christmas gifts she wants. She'll never do anything. But she'll she'll be so upset if we don't tell her anything. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's hypocritical, but it's like, that's a mom. And oh, yeah. that's parents as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like just having a direction and having having somebody there to boost you through mm -hmm. the, the the bigger steps than others, then that's super awesome. And that's that was kind of what I was wanting to talk about today is just like ways to uh, 
structure your success and uh, make sure you're on track and like make sure that you know yourself before you're you're ready to face the world. You know, and I mean like that's not necessarily before, but because it's all like it's all one journey. Mm -hmm. It's all going to be full of like complications here and there and then the timing of things is going to be different but um here's my little uh system i guess you can say i've been been trying to work on on making a little bit stricter stricter set stricter schedule for myself lately and uh i feel like that's really going to boost me up but you yeah. know there's 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 flaws to every system i'm not going to say that this is the right way you right. know no, I get what you mean. And uh, I don't know if you guys watch Naruto out there. I hope so. I hope so. But uh, like famous Itachi says, there's there's weakness to every jutsu. Mm -hmm. You know, there's... But, uh... Or uh, have you seen uh, Never Back Down? The the boxing movie, the fighting movie? Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's really cool that the, the teacher of the gym tells the main character. And he says they're, uh, they're fighting and they're doing jujitsu and, and he's teaching them how to, like, how to fight through a through a role and uh at the end he always he tells me he says there's always a way out there's always a way through through the toughness there's always some way that you can get the guy off of you before tapping and i really mind that those those things you know you really you have to accept that every everything is has has its flaws and and can be beneficial whether you look the way you look at it yeah yeah your uh, your outlook on it. Um, I'm sorry, by the way, if I keep getting us off track. No, you're good, bro. Um, it's your podcast. <laughs> no, man. I'm, I'm glad to have you on it, though. But yeah, what is it? Um, no, like it's good to have a good outlook on things like that because if, like, yeah, like I was saying, I think we. I don't know if we talked about it earlier, but I think that's when I brought it up. But it was like, um, I got in such a like trance here. I just got in such like a brainwashed state of like having such a good head on my shoulders, like, um. I would freak out over stuff that was happening, like drama between me and my friends at the time, and it would really mess with me. And like, cause I care a lot about other people. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I love these people. Like, why is this junk happening? Why did like? And I was, I was being so overwhelmed by it. Um, but whenever I got diagnosed with my cancer, and like I got my car towed, and everything like that, it did not. It didn't. It really didn't bother me. Like, I've never cried once over my cancer. Mm -hmm. The only time I cried was that right before they put me to sleep in my first surgery. Cause I just was freaking out over going to sleep. Like I wanted to make sure I actually went to sleep. Right. And I hate needles, bro. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but um, no, like I had such a good attitude on everything. I was like, well, I can control what I can control. And honestly, they think it's been there for years. So it's like, what does this change about me? Right. Like I have to have surgeries, but like, what's different? Like I know about it now. That's really all that's different. It's mm. been there. So who cares? Like I'm not gonna cry over it because there's nothing to cry about. It's already been a part of my life. Yeah. And not just that, but like, whether you're religious or whatever, for me it's religion, and everyone else has a different approach. But um, for me, like I, I you know, I believe I'm a Christian, and I believe in God, so um, I believe that there's a plan for me, and so um, you know, He has a journey He wants me to go on. He has a path, and as long as I'm trying to do the right things, whatever, then like He's gonna help me get through it. And so, uh, you know, every story has like downfalls but it's to help build them into the hero they are at the end of it and so for me this was a big eye-opener because it made me so much more grateful for a lot more or less like i i valued spending time with my parents i valued much more little things just to have the opportunity to wrestle now i'm not mad about winning or losing anymore i'm mad um i'm mad at my work ethic and my attitude towards it mm -hmm. but that's where i'm like 
I can I, at least like I understand the fact that like some people don't even get the chance to not that they're disabled like some people are disabled some people don't have the money some people don't want to and some people regret it years later so it's like I think everyone has something like that and I, I, I just hope that everyone has like the head me included like just a good head on their shoulders at the time to understand that this could be an eye opener in the future this could really put you in a good spot yeah yeah, I think you hit the, the nail on the head when you said to appreciate the little things. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people don't realize what they have. It's easy to fall into that. It's so easy. It's so easy because today's, today's day and age, you, you're, you have everything you need. You have way more than you need. Mm-hmm. Most people, at least in the United States. Yeah. But um, definitely, you got to learn how to appreciate what you, what you already have and, mm-hmm. uh, and love those things more. Mm-hmm. Because you never know if, if you're not gonna have it tomorrow. Oh yeah. Um, one one crazy thought I had this summer is it's really weird because uh, like well I'll just I'll just tell you and then I'll tell you why. Um, okay. I had I had the thought mm-hmm. of wow if I if I died like right now yeah like if it if it happened like that just I signed off mm-hmm. and I look back on my life I would I would be really satisfied with that. You know? Okay. And yeah. I, that just like overfilled me with joy. Like, and I and I told my little brother about it because like you know it was a crazy thought. So and and he's relative to my age. So yeah. You know it's not it wasn't. <laughs> too, no, too no. I, I met him the last time we were here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um. And yeah, he he wasn't like traumatized by it either. But it was just weird that I I talked about death so comfortably. And yeah. I was like, wow, that's, that really does like make me happy that I could look back and be like. Dang, I had a pretty crazy life. Yeah, awesome. and that, that's I, I never kind of looked at it like that. Uh, I, I would I would have the same reaction, but I would it, mine would be from um, like, well, are you upset that you're dying now? You didn't get to experience these things, and like in a selfish me, mm-hmm. like yeah, I kind of wish I could get married. Oh. I wish I could have kids and stuff. But it's like like if I died from my cancer or something, my mom asked me or someone said that she was so she was so emotional and she's a parent. My dad was too because they're like. Yeah. You know, sure. like what happened? What you know? What's gonna happen to our baby? You know, exactly. But, but um, I was just like, you know, if if I'm a, if I'm really a Christian, then like, I live my I, my life has purpose, and so if I die now, then like I did what I had to. I did what I did. And I hope I gave someone something, because it's not like like yeah, in a in a in an ideal world or a utopia or whatever, I'd love to do it for millions of people or as many as possible. You know. Yeah. But, um. If you do something for one person, you change that person's life. And so that means so much, though. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's where it's, like, um, yeah, just being able to, like, have a good head and, and reaction to things and um, not get sucked into things so easily. Sure. Um, I got a little bit of an example about that. Um, okay. Just a little bit of a backstory. Um, it was my – I started wrestling in, like, sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And um, – I had a buddy in there that was that I grew a really good relationship with, uh, not just through wrestling, but mainly through wrestling because it's an awesome sport. Yeah, so I should try it. <laughs> but sure. um, yeah, my my freshman year, um, I went into high school. Um, I was wrestling. I was on the starting starting varsity, and uh, my older brother was actually a senior, mm-hmm. and um, and we were drill partners, so we were around the same weight, and it was a, it was a big it was a big deal because. His junior year, he plays in state, mm-hmm. and so I was like, "Oh!" And I'm little little dog, you know. I'm thinking, I'm like, I can beat this dude. Like, I couldn't beat him yet, but I was like, "Yeah, I can beat him." 
Yeah. One day I'll be able to beat him. And uh, and so I was just I was just super excited about the season, you know. And um, I told myself my freshman year, my goal I set. Um, I wanted to. Well, hold on. Let me think. Okay, yeah. Um, my goal my freshman year was to make it to state. Yeah. Because the previous year, me getting out of high school or middle school, I went to the state competition to see my brother. And I was like, this is crazy, dude. <laughs> I have to be in the lights, bro. I have to compete in these lights, in this mm-hmm. coliseum, dude. It's wild. Yeah. And making Cineplex, too, bro. Like, it was it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was my goal all year, and I did really good for myself. Um, I won an area which is like the first preliminary and yeah. then there's sectionals in the state. And I fell one step short of the same guy that I beat in sectionals. And, um, he actually ended up placing in third, he ended up placing third in state. Wow. Wow. And then it, it just, it kind of lit a fire on me, but like it wasn't enough. My sophomore year, uh, I had a bigger head in my, in my shoulders and, uh, my, my buddy that I, started wrestling with we started like actually like really getting good i mean we won a couple tournaments our freshman year but yeah sophomore year we started getting really good mm-hmm. and uh both of us made it to state and uh and that my, my goal that year was to place in state and um i ended up making it all the way to the semifinals of the state tournament wow didn't even expect to make it far in state I mean, I made it, and it was an awesome feeling, and I loved it, but I, I, I was a sophomore, and I was sitting there after I won the quarters, and I was like, oh my gosh, I can win state. Yeah. I This is in my hands. Yeah. This is this is what I could do. Uh-huh. And so it was just that, in that moment, I was like, dude, whoa. Yeah. And so I just got super turned up for my state uh, semifinals match, and I can't say it was bogus, but, you know, the ref was not calling stalling points. And um, very close match was a dude from McNair uh, in uh, 2015. And um, I ended up getting fifth my sophomore year. Wow. And there, after that uh, state state semifinals match, dude, I got the car with my parents. I cried my eyes out, dude. I was, I was just devastated. Yeah. Because that's when I realized, I was like, I sold myself short. My expectations were way too low. Uh-huh. And that's what made me go even lower. And yeah. so that's that's what lit the fire on, under me like super. Because my junior year, there was nothing but first. You know, and that's, and that's when I really started getting the mentality of, if I'm not the best, I don't want it. You know, like, and then that is a little bit like borderline like, too much yeah because you, you don't want to give yourself false hope yeah are you like the uh if you don't if i don't if it's not the best i don't want it kind of thing um or no i wouldn't about? say that i um this was just the year that like i realized if i'm aiming for the oh, top you're not going to be satisfied with anything less like yeah like in the in the idea like right now like if you right. get it like you're grateful because it's like the saying like if you shoot for the moon if you fail you if you land short you land in the stars right so you're still you're still out there that's that's exactly yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, and that's that's what I was thinking. Like, if I don't get first, then I can't be mad at myself if I tried everything that yeah. I it was in my power to to get first. Right. Right. I ended up beating a three-time state champion, and he was going for his fourth title. Oh my goodness! 
As a junior, it was super, super turn. Uh, I dabbed on him <laughs> after this day tournament. And it was oh, a good man. feeling. It was a good day. Um, and then I won state my senior year and uh, went to Newberry and then went to Runhart. And now uh, went to a couple of Virginia Beach national tournaments. And I did pretty well for myself there. I never placed. But um, I started doing that my sophomore year. And that's when I first started chasing the title of an All-American, which is top eight in nationals. Yeah. And so that was a really satisfying feeling to come here and be able to get that All-American status. Yeah. Well, um, that was last year and you were a junior last year? That's right. Dude, um, it's crazy because I used to look at it like when I look at uh, – when I watch D1 wrestling, it's weird now because my coach, my high school coach, I'm really close with. And I, um, he was telling me, he was like, you can't look at it like that, like – those guys aren't these like Roma are these crazy like like celebrities like I guess you can't put them up on such a pedestal yeah. like um you're in the same age as them now you're in the same like you're in college too and you're wrestling in college you are their comp- your opponents right. at that point so I'm like I have an even higher bar to set now because like one I was complacent not complacent but like I'm in the NAIA so like I'm only focusing on the NAIA you know what I mean but ideally like if you love wrestling so much or you have an outlet like that for you. After college is over, you have to go to the highest level then. You have to go to making world teams, trying to make the Olympics, and then place and medal there. So it's like, um, I was like, dude, these guys are the same as me. Like, But I used to look at it as like, because I looked at them as like celebrities. Like, if you're not the best, you're the worst, kind of. And especially you have some you like more. Like, no one, a lot of people don't like DeSanto and a lot of people. Last. <laughs> yep. But like, people don't like DeSanto. Because yeah. I wrestle sometimes, but other people find them really entertaining. Yeah. Uh, and people like people who trash talk and this and that, but people like people who are respectful. So it's like I had my picks and chooses or whatever, but like uh, I looked at people at, who placed in All American, like seventh, eighth, even sometimes fifth through sixth. Like if you weren't top four, like what do you like? You're not. You have a lot of growing to do. But like, um, whenever I see people like on our level when they finally All American or something like that. You, I look at them completely different. I'm like, I knew they were good because I'm comparing myself to them and I know how crazy they are for me. Mm-hmm. And so like if they fall short, like imagine how good those guys are. And now that I see that, it makes me realize like, well, if I can hang with him, then I'm really a lot better than I thought. And you also look at it as like, that's I saw all the effort he had to do and hard work he had to put in and I missed some of it to see where he ended up and he fell short of that. Yeah. But the fact that he even got there, I never expected. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, um, when I hear about people like when I when I now I hear though like and I see people at D one level who take eighth I'm like that dude's crazy good, mm. especially if you're in a tough weight class like 133 last year, yeah. like or this year before it got canceled like, dude there's so much going on and the fact that you're talented enough or fortunate enough or whatever to all American like that's crazy mm-hmm. like um and I bet for you hearing how your story went like that's that's what drives an even bigger fire in your heart and a bigger hunger, for sure dude sure it was it was a big it was a big uh hump for myself and for my mental because yeah i went to newberry my my freshman year and that was mm-hmm. their division two okay I, I was fortunate enough to get a starting position like half the beginning of the year mm-hmm. the beginning half of the year and um i had a losing record but i, I mean I, I did pretty well and uh, that was I, I would definitely say that newberry was a, a tough team mm-hmm. and uh, i was Lucky if I got like two takedowns of practice, dude. It was, oh wow, wow! It was it was crazy. Like it was it was crazy how it happened. But um, 
it's it's been really cool. Like I've learned to love the, the sport of wrestling every more every year. Like it's I've such learned, a big blessing. It is so cool. Like it's such a cool sport to be able to it's a privilege, move bro. somebody mm-hmm. and like just break your mind, break your break your mind release. You know, your the biggest lesson that wrestling has taught me is your body can go way more than what your mind thinks it can. Dude, it's such an um, it's so awesome to be able to like understand your body and like it makes you like with how much hard work and stuff you put in, you have such an appreciation for the sport. You know what I mean? Like I've gotten to a point, and I, I'm like I said, I think I said it earlier, like just me trying to make sure I get back in a good frame of mind because like I don't know how what affects me when, but. I think I'm slowly starting to get on it because I don't want to even say, like, I don't even want to say it's still a thing. I want to say, like, I'm working on it or um, I'm getting better. So that way, like, because your attitude towards things matters. So if I start keep, if I keep giving it, like, the attention, mm-hmm. then it's never going to change. But, um, no, like, uh, it just makes you, like, just so appreciative. Um, and, and, like, I feel like I have such an, um, even if I don't, if I fall short of all my goals in wrestling, I at least had the privilege of doing it, and I learned so much. Definitely, like you, you're so much better than what you used to be as a person. Yeah, it's just it's just another trial of adversity for you to overcome and really like be true to yourself. And you, you know, you sit there and you ask yourself like, how am I gonna get better at wrestling? That's kind of it's kind of how you have to approach everything. You just, I just started um, trying to teach myself a couple of new things. Mm-hmm. Like I, I want to be a dancer. I yeah, I feel that. And um, it's so it's so funny. Like I'm sitting here, standing in front of a mirror, trying to like do dance moves, and I'm not good. So, no, like, I, I'm I'm the same way, man. But it's it's I'm I'm appreciating it because it's so cool to like sit there and teach myself from point A to point B. I can know where I started and where I'm gonna get, and it's gonna be really cool. And I think when I'm really good one day, and then I look back, I'm like, dang, I was really really bad. Yeah. Uh, which I I'm I feel like there's a we have we share a lot of similar interests on these things, but like I want to like talk about how uh, I want to learn music just so I can even if I never try and go anywhere with it or do anything, I at least have such a more like respect and appreciation for music. And whenever I hear music now and I hear certain instruments or certain like symphonies or melodies or whatever it is that they're doing, um, you're just like wow, this is so good and so like talented. And like, you know, like it's yeah. just you're like, well, I see it now. Because before you're like, yeah, it's cool and all, but like I could do that if I just knew a couple things. And right. then you're like, wow, this is hard. Mm-hmm. Like me trying to play keyboard and stuff. Like yeah. I was practicing today, trying to get back into it. But um, no, like dancing's the same way. And there's so many things like that. Yeah, freaking skydiving. Oh, I'm too scared to do anything like that. But you know how people like do like shapes and like oh, dude, there's yeah. some there's so much out there like crazy adrenaline stuff that people are just insanely good at mm-hmm. and it, mm-hmm. I, I watched his videos and I'm like mm, probably like 80% of these people are not like naturally gifted with this like yeah there's yeah. no way you had to have built up to it yeah I'm just curious on like how long they spent like doing it you know cause yeah time is time is a big factor <laughs> there's so much you can do with your time you gotta be choosy with it that's, that's kind of like where I feel like most people are going to have to have to be selfish a little bit, you know, because yeah. this year it was it wasn't until this summer where I, I really started getting in tune with myself and 
really started like thinking about my future and like thinking about where I want to go. Mm-hmm. And I'm realizing that like it's going to take a lot of time for me to get good at the things that I want to be good at and yeah. be able to use them in the real world. So I, I'm I'm been I've been pretty selfish with my time lately to be honest and yeah. I don't I, I you know you can't feel bad about it cuz no, dude, selfishness is made out to be such a bad thing a lot of times and like in certain situations it is, but when you start prioritizing other people over yourself, it's cool that you do that, but it's it gets unhealthy after a while. Definitely. Uh, maybe immediately. I don't, I don't know if I'd say immediately or not, but it could be. Mm. And it's just like, you need to be selfish now because look at how much you're hurting yourself and it's only causing more issues. Like, right. those people aren't entitled to your help. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you're entitled to your own help because you, you're you. Like, you can control that. So give it to yourself. But you yeah. can't force people to do stuff for you or you them. This is, this is kind of like a... It'll be kind of like a metaphor, but it, it relates. Okay. Um, my older brother, he'll... He's, he's bad about not getting up sometimes. Yeah. And uh, especially like, when we're on like vacation, you know, like, we got yeah. stuff to do, dude. Come on, get up. Like, you're just going to sleep all day? Come yeah. on, now. Yeah. But, dude, like, um, he told me this one time when uh, we went camping because we were, like, going to go up a waterfall and all that stuff. I mean, uh, maybe, like, Tallulah Gorge or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, anyways, he slept in for a good bit, and it wasn't until he woke up later on that day, you know, I was like... Looking at him like, bro, think of what, look at what time it is. Come on, you only got this amount of time to do this. Yeah. And yeah. he was like, dude, if I'm not bringing 100% myself, that's that's selfish. And I don't I don't think he used the word selfish, but you know, like, I don't know if do you, do you get what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah. I need to be 100 100% for you. Yeah. Basically, is what you're saying. Yeah. And I I, I was like, man, I respect that. Okay. Yeah, for sure. No. Uh, like there's there's a lot of times people are like so blind to it and sometimes like I think every, I mean you are at some point you're not just gonna wake up like with that kind of stuff but um, when you start realizing it it's like uh, I have to be a little selfish like sometimes there's a health like there's a healthy amount to it yeah like I gotta be selfish enough so I can I can succeed and, and thrive for myself and be a like a, a good person I have to look after my own health cause like eventually other people aren't gonna keep doing things for you like if your parents gave you everything eventually you know they pass and and you're left to do something on your own or if you have good friends eventually they're gonna have to do stuff for their families and themselves so it's like you have to learn to do things to yourself and not be so uh self yeah dependent uh self-sufficient is the opposite but yeah okay that's cool this this what makes life life yeah. You know, when, yeah. When you have life, you have death. When <clears throat> you have responsibilities, you have risks. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can't. Has... You can't believe in one without the other. It's like people who. Uh, someone told me this, and it was really weird. I heard it in church. So, like, but it's it's applicable to a lot of things, and just not like religion. But like, it was like uh, people all the time want to talk about. They believe in angels, but they don't believe in demons. Because like you're talking about demons do things or whatever, and it's like, well, if you believe in angels demons exist too right so if you believe in one you have to believe in the other so it's like mm-hmm. you have to be aware of like everything that comes with that and balance yeah i was just about to say, Sorry, say yeah. the word <laughs> balance no you're not stealing nothing bro you're good but uh i'm just following off what you said the yeah balance it, like if you don't believe in balance then like <laughs> you're doing something wrong because like balance is everything like you can't do so much of one thing uh I know this this one quote this dude said I think it was Odell Bizzle 
is what I want to say. But um, he said you need one thing to me. Uh, let me see if I can find. I don't want to say it wrong. No, you're good. Man. Find three hobbies: one to make you money, one to keep you in shape, and one to keep you creative. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm gonna add one more: one to keep you social. That's fair. I I, I feel like that's important I, too. I think it depends at on least, who you at are. Least, at least a, a limited amount of social, you know, whatever Maybe. you're comfortable with. Yeah, I don't know, cause I was like, uh, I'm a, I love being social. Like, like whenever I can hang out with y'all or I can do stuff with my old friends, or whatever, for the week on the weekend or whatever, I'm like. Let's do it every time we can, like right. any chance we get. Exactly. But like I've been realizing lately though, because I, uh, I wasn't investing into my like I wasn't balanced. Let's have a callback real quick. I wasn't yeah. ba- <laughs> I wasn't balanced, but um, in my, in like all my hobbies or whatever those are. Like I didn't have I wasn't doing my hobbies that were getting me creative. I wasn't drawing anymore. I wasn't trying to write goofy songs on my phone. I wasn't practicing to my keyboard. Um, I'm not doing things that like invoke creativity, and so I was like how am I supposed to get better at these things I want to get better at? Whether that's even wrestling or like me doing the goofy stuff and spike ball. It's like, if you never do it or never spend time on it, then it's never going to happen. So like, I'm too invested into social. And I was like, I got to take a step back for myself. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely do. That's, that's a big thing that I had to do too. Is, especially when I first got to Ron Hart, it was, I knew that I needed friends and, and like friends are awesome. But right. uh, I feel like I was... A little bit too desperate for friends, you know. Like right. I, didn't, I couldn't make myself happy. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's very important for people to do is make, learn how to make yourself happy. They they rely on their you happiness gotta, too much in other people, and it's like that. Right. You don't need that. You got to provide your own happiness, mm-hmm. and at least a little bit. I mean, like some some people's happiness is uh, is helping other people, and uh, like this, I can understand that. Yeah, There's but like people are gonna let you down, you know. If people aren't people. Or Can't be dependent, whatever you said. Yeah, people are very temporary. We're not very temporary, you know. It's that. Or it's like that saying. I think I told it to you because I was talking about like, um, I have a lot of people I consider close friends, and I saw this thing. Like it's more than six, and like the number was like, you meet like you have two hundred like, you mean you have like over two hundred friends in your life, but like only six of them aren't temporary, and it's like. That's crazy if you think that because I know the people I'm friends with and we're going to be boys for life. Like, mm-hmm. girls included. But if, like, if this was Spanish, boys is uh, priority in a mixed group of people. Anyways. Or masculine. Whatever. Um, <laughs> but, like, I, I'm like, that's crazy to me. But I'm like, that might be true, though. Like, there's people that are seasonal people. Like, they're not going to be there every day. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like... Okay, I gotta get comfortable than just what I'm doing now, so that way I'm not so dependent on that to make me a happy person. Mm. Yeah, definitely, dude. I'm aware of it. I just gotta put it in. I just gotta hire it, put it into into work. Oh yeah, guys. Uh, if you haven't already, uh, go follow my art page on internal underscore projections. If you don't mind. No, no. Go ahead. If you need to put a shout out more stuff, go ahead, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got a lot of stuff in the in the pocket right now. Um, making a new post every week. Um, everything's for sale. And uh, it's coming. It's coming. Big things coming. Uh, I'm also working on my, my own anime. That's, that's going to be oh, the this yeah. is my secret weapon right there. So y'all stay in tune for that. Um, 
No, I don't really, I don't care if uh, people like shout out stuff on here because I'm like, I want to help give you, like if I care enough to have you as an, a guest, whatever, I want you to have, like have your own audience or have your own opportunities for things. And if I can help provide that, then awesome. Mm-hmm. But like, especially seeing what you've done, Jody, like you got cool stuff, bro. And I'm like, I want, I want that. I want to see that go somewhere. So like I, yeah. if I can, I'm, I'm putting it out there. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, we can get on a little bit on creativity. Um, like I noticed you're, you're a really creative person. I feel like, I feel like I have, I have potential and I used to like in middle school and stuff, I used to be so stupid and into the dumbest stuff, but like I would make my dumb little YouTube videos mm-hmm. and I'd watch other people to try and take notes and like get more like creative with my stuff. Um, I don't do that as much anymore. So maybe that's why, but like, um, when I'm making jokes or just when I'm doing stuff, like. I feel like I have so much potential to be so like funny and like just creative with what weird stuff I say. Yeah. And I see that in you. I'm like, dude, he does. He's like my friend Griffin. Like Griffin will say all this crazy stuff, and I'm like, he makes me feel so, so like he's up here and I'm down here, <laughs> and I got a lot of like growing to do. But uh, what are things like you think people can get into to like help really develop their creativity? That's that's a good that's a good point, dude. Because um, I I don't know like I I feel like I've been naturally creative throughout my life I always yeah. had a coloring book with me when I was younger but um I, I feel like I do understand it enough to like help you guys out I guess <laughs> <laughs> um but really like I feel like the most of my creativeness is just like comes from the stuff that I like to do and the stuff that I like to really pursue um like I just basically what I'm trying to say is like just be yourself the best the strongest and brightest you can be you know like yeah Cause like I I've I say st- stupid stuff all the time yeah. and like nobody laughs but like I'll laugh my my butt off dude like every <laughs> every time I say it like even if I'm like in a group of people I'll, I'll like you know like I'll just if it's say, funny to you like obviously like, it's funny yeah and it's even that much more funny if like somebody else laughs at it because it's a stupid joke mm-hmm. you know yeah <laughs> so yeah that's kind of like the way I look at it like you don't necessarily have to be somebody else's creative you know you just do whatever you comes to your head yeah okay um a lot of what helped me in my projects though mm-hmm. whenever um mm-hmm. i have a good idea i always try to write it down yeah you lose stuff so quickly i'll think about stuff at night and i'll be like i'll write it down in the morning i'm kind of tired i feel like it might take a second mm-hmm. um or i don't want to make myself like awake again or whatever and then i'm like i wake up the next day i'm like i forgot yeah yeah, dude, like, I guarantee you, everybody out there thinks of one good idea every day. You have to. Like, it's, You have so many thoughts. Right? You have so many thoughts. And and once you start realizing that you are having those good thoughts and you see them on paper, mm-hmm. that's what's going to make more good thoughts and more yeah. Yeah. positive, like, creative thoughts. Because, like, once you start pondering in creativeness, you know, like I said earlier, like, people are habitual. So, once you start thinking of outside the box stuff then mm-hmm. that's the more likely you're gonna that's oh man dude, that's a good point yeah I, um when you talked about when you talk about being yourself too and not just the habitualness i never even thought of that but like being yourself i kind of think i was always on like the um the tip of that or like the i was close to it but i, I could never like uh come to that specifically or if that mm-hmm. makes sense um i can't think of the right phrase uh it was on the tip of my tongue kind of deal um but yeah, no, like, I have all these cool ideas, and I'll, I'll take so much from people, um, and, like, especially clothes, because I've changed so much from how I dress and stuff, like, in middle school. 
I wore my Vans and like Hollister all the time. And in high school, I wore running shoes and gym shorts and like gym clothes all the, and a hoodie. Like I was one of those people and I do that all the time. And I was like, I'm comfy, whatever. And then I started like trying to like dress up more and do other stuff. And I was like, I don't look cool. Like I can look cool in gym clothes, but like I have to have a cool at different levels. And like over the past couple of years, I've just like, I've started getting into stuff that like I'll pick from this person and pick from this person or I'll see this. And like, I don't care that no one's into this. I think it's awesome and I'm going to rock it. And so, like, that's where you get so creative. Like, Tyler, the creator, is a good example of that, bro. You don't even have to like his music, but respect what the man's done, though. First off, he's grown so much as an artist. It doesn't have to be your taste, but he's changed dramatically with producing his own album instead of help. And the ones he was producing previously sucked. Um, And, like, retrospect, I guess. But, like, um, he did that. If you saw, like, he tweets random coloring book things he'll draw. The dude's an artist. He's so good at drawing, and, and the colors he uses are so awesome. And then you see, like, his album covers. You see his clothes he designs, his whole brand. He designed two brands on his own. And all of it's so, like, millionaire, like, quality. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, yeah, and all he did was just do what he wanted. He just, yeah. he, 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 he had an idea, and he put it down. Tyler Creator is the best at being him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he flaunts it, and he, and he does it so swag, swagger-like. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, he just rocks it, bro. There's no, there's nothing to worry about. Like, if you look at, if you compare, like, him five years apart, he wears, like, sandals and stuff all in now and, like, really loose jeans that don't even go down all the way and, like, a sweater vest or, like, just a vest over something and dress really formal and dress shoes a lot, too. And he's not wearing Vans or Converse anymore. And I'm like, where'd this guy go? But he's, like, he's, when he first, like, dropped his album, he was, like, 18. And now he's, like, 28. So it's like, dude, yeah. he's grown so much. Yeah, but just I, to see him still not care. Yeah. I, um, I've been trying to do that lately. Like, I brought a bunch of collared shirts up here and, like, my nice, like, jackets and sweaters because I heard from someplace that, uh, I think it was actually Drake. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys listened to Drake, but in one of his songs, he says, uh, living in the house that used to be on my lock screen. Wow. And basically, what that's saying is, you got to practice being successful. You got to envision yourself. Oh yeah, that's that's really fair. Yeah, being being in that fancy restaurant with that your fine wife and you know like big old diamond on her, <laughs> you know like yeah, you, you really got to think yourself in that spot because you got to just train your mind to to want it mm-hmm. and to think about it over and over. Yeah. No, that's crazy. Um, you, you brought up a really good point with that about, like, just, uh, you have to train your mind to want it. Or, like, you get, like, it's all about, like, your attitude and stuff because it's, like, if you focus so much on the bad, eventually you're going to get sad. If you, true. if you only think about how much you're struggling right now, you're never taking any steps to be successful and you're never growing. It's literally, like, I get told this in wrestling a lot because I have a bad habit about it right now, but it's, if you try to if you try to be reactive the whole time and you don't ever initiate anything or take any actual attacks, mm-hmm. you're never gonna score and you're never gonna like stop me because I can do whatever I want and you're just reacting to it. Yeah. There's only so much I can do before he someone will get something, mm-hmm. and so it's like it's applicable to so many aspects of your life though. So, like, uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to like practice being myself more, and like. I'm, I worry too much about what people think and I'm trying to get over it and I've, I've done a, I've grown a lot 
because um, I'm like, who cares? Like, if I like it, I like it, and it's nothing. It's not like if I like it, then I don't have to please other people, kind of deal. Mm-hmm. But um, I was telling Ivan and, and like my roommates about it. Uh, you ever heard of Depop? Depop? Yeah. Nah. It's like an eBay, but mainly for clothes and stuff like accessories and shoes and stuff like that. Um, but it's all people like kind of our age who just sell like either like vintage looking old clothes or like they'll resell shoes or whatever. Like you can find whatever brand you want on there. Um, I get a lot of my skate clothes on there or just like t-shirts that are like graphic design and stuff. Um, I've gotten some of my vans on there. I got these on there. Nice. Um, but anyways, um, so like I like thrifting for that too. Cause you find unique stuff and you're not buying with the, like I'll buy stuff from stores obviously, but like, um, this is really unique to me and like it's not just 50 million copies that are getting sold right now so it's it's my style and I found these uh corduroy pants and I was like they're like brown corduroy pants and I was like these would go hard like black vans white socks white tee if I could rock a hat I'd rock a, rock a hat but like that'd be such a good fit and I was like it's not gym shorts so to me it's more formal and like I'm wearing pants and it like I put together an outfit. I have a belt on right now. It's it's better than like anything else. So I'm like that's yeah. my style. <laughs> I've I've never been the type of guy that like wears a lot of jewelry. Oh yeah, no. But lately I've been like thinking like I, I just want like a gold chain, or something <laughs> like that. just like something gold, just yeah. like something that's like I'm 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 gonna, I'm gonna deserve this. Yeah. Huh. I don't know what I would get because. Like, I have my, uh, the only thing I wear, I used to wear an Apple Watch a lot, and I, I have it in my bag, I just, I'll, I never take it out, mm-hmm. unless I just need to check something that I can on my phone, but, um, I wear my, like, What Would Jesus Do bracelet a lot, and it's, like, an accessory, and it's kind of a trend, but, like, mm-hmm. I like it, I yeah. have a bunch of them, and it's just a little small accessory, and, like, I wish I could put them on, like, I don't know if I'd ever rock anything, like, not even a watch or anything, because I hate having to take stuff off for wrestling in general, Yeah. but. Yeah, I used to have my ear pierced. Oh really? Yeah, uh, I just need to get some new studs. Hmm. I never, I've never done. It. I've never had any interest in things like that. Like, never cared for tattoos. I don't care for people having them. Like, it, it's you, but like to me, I've never felt the need for it. Mm. Um, and it's like, uh, I guess my version of tattoos is I draw on every one of my uh, contact case, something that's relevant. It's like on one of them, it was the first time I ever drew it. I drew cranium season on it, and. I made those stickers now. I have a podcast that has like a similar design on it. And um, I, I I write lyrics usually that are pertaining to me at the time. I wrote Come Back Down to Earth and I drew like a, a, a globe. Um, and like I'll write lyrics and I'll just put, try to put like creative designs to it and really like make the lyrics a painting um, and tell you what I see kind of deal. And yeah. but like that's but that's where like I try to get my that's my personality and that's where I try to express things I guess it's not necessarily like I guess that's what tattoos are and piercings and stuff it's you expressing yourself but I just never found like appeal to it for me I don't feel like I could rock that I've one tattoo yeah and uh, it's on my ribs because it represents courage okay and uh, so I feel like if I'm get a tattoo that means courage and I don't have to put it in the worst place to get a tattoo oh yeah. cause that's courage yeah yeah, that's funny that's and, really uh, respectful it actually comes from uh, Legend of Zelda I don't know if you played that before. oh I've played uh, Link in the Past yeah well uh, basically the storyline is um, there's a, a princess and then evil dude and then the swordsman that saved the princess from the evil dude 
and uh, the the basically the the princess and uh, the evil dude and the swordsman they all have this, this power called triforce. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, they all get like one side of the triforce, and there, which is three, and uh, the top one is the wisdom, which is the uh, princess, and then wait no, the princess one is the left one. But anyways, mm-hmm. the power dude, his his triforce power is power, and then. The swordsman has courage. Okay. And so it's, it's, that's why it's kind of funny because, like, courage isn't a superpower. <laughs> so, like, but... Like, it kind of is, too, though. It kind of is, but it's just like... It's not really. It's just like, this is what you could have been doing all the mm-hmm. time, I guess. It's like you're capable. Yeah. Like, everybody's capable of having courage. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Rock Lee. I don't know if you watch an so like that, but... Oh, dude, Rock Lee, he's such a meme, but he's also, like, he's that dude, though. Like, him and Naruto for, like... What do you call it? Like suffrage and just like tough times and adversity. Yeah, dude, for sure. Rock Lee had nothing. Bro has oh, just tied you to, and like I would watch like when I was rewatching Naruto. His attitude's on ten. Yeah, he's like if I fail like hundred push-ups and I have to do five hundred squats. Yeah. He's like if I mess up that up, I'll do two hundred handstand walks, and it's like these are so much harder than what you were doing before. If you couldn't do this, you're not gonna do this. But he just keeps going until he gets it. Mm. It's awesome. And he doesn't care what anyone thinks about him. The dude's rocking a bowl cut. Kind of rocks it low-key. But no, um... <laughs> that's, that's funny, but no, like... Uh, no, we've, we've covered some great topics in this. Um, it's been some good stuff, for sure. Uh, I'm really glad we had this talk, because I think, like, there's a lot of things I took away from it that, if no one else does, at least I did. Yeah, yeah, it's super cool going down memory lane and just being able to talking about myself talking about your experiences it's just awesome to always like share views oh that, for sure yeah. that helps you understand yours even more mm-hmm. yeah you have just a better like that's what I was telling um Michael earlier about like if you never challenge your thoughts then you'll never like you'll be you'll never be stronger in your like faith of it or your thoughts but you won't grow yeah well um Jody thanks for coming on the podcast man that's like I, I say this a lot of times but it's like this is probably one of my favorite ones right now Sweet, bro. So, thanks I'm for coming on it. For sure. And, um, Happy to. It's good to be doing podcasts again. Hopefully, these will be more of a uh, returning th- segment or whatever, and I'll upload more frequently. But uh, thanks for listening. I'll see you guys next time. Bye. That was pretty good, man. Hell yeah, dude. Dude, like, that's Hell yeah. <laughs> that was 55 minutes.